What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. I was inspired to think about this after my daily trip calm meditation yesterday that was discussing what is acceptance. Jeff talks about how when we meditate and we notice a sensation or a sound or a feeling, we accept that it's present. Instead of doing what we usually do when we're not meditating and try to interfere with the sounds or the feelings or the sensations in an attempt to block what we don't like or grab onto what we do like. In our usual world outside of our meditative state, which instructs acceptance, it tells us to be accepting, outside of it, we tend to let our preferences and opinions and desires dictate our experience of what's happening. So the sounds and the sensations that are distracting or unwanted can cause us to have a negative reaction. It can get us frustrated or irritable. Essentially, we are outside the weightlessness of acceptance. And he says that feeds a pattern that makes us suffer more. And what got to me is that he said, it's like we're wrestling with a blob of tar. And the more we fight, the more tar we get on ourselves. And then you go through life in a flailing tar-covered freakout. Everything is covered and slopped with tar. All you see is tar. In the ending, he says, he shares that acceptance lives in shrinking the frame of reference down to the moment. Acceptance in meditation is easier to access. And it's not because we are ever divorced from our likes and dislikes and preferences and opinions and passions. But we are more present in the moment in meditation. Acceptance is the flexible relationship with those opinions and preferences. It's taking in what is happening like, okay, this is what's here right now to experience. And I'm going to let myself feel the magic of it. And I'm not going to freak out. It allows everything to be as it is despite the preferred feelings and circumstances that we would want. And I paraphrased some of the things that he said and lost some of the poetry in the way he says it, so definitely listen to the What is Acceptance Meditation on Calm. But it inspired me because it is this perspective, this shift to the now, the resistance to fighting against what is happening, This audible to accepting what is instead is where I'm realizing I can patch the biggest leak to my energy, the greatest opportunity to reclaim wasted potential. I see examples of this in my life on a daily basis. Me robbing myself of energy in the smallest of ways that are almost hilariously frivolous to even mention and then there are the more serious contentions in life that 
like the uncontrollable deteriorating health of someone I love. Those things as well that, again, come up in my daily life that rob me of energy when I don't apply acceptance to them. All of which come to mind and resonate with this. And I think about this shift in perspective. This audible to acceptance. This changing of stance against the problem by not considering it one. And not positioning myself to fight against it and accept it instead. Like there's times I can drive myself more mad with something that wouldn't bother me on other days. All because of my thoughts about the issue. It's almost like I'm gearing up to fight against it because on that particular day, I've deemed it an opponent. I have somewhere inside of me decided to be frustrated by or angered by or feel trapped by a particular thing that on other days don't hold the same weight. And again, it could be big things or small things. You want to hear something small that I can work myself into madness about fine i'll I'll embarrass myself I'll, I'll share that i'm a little crazy fine so no one uses my bathroom in this house except to wash their hands because of its proximity to the kitchen it's in the hallway so it's the most accessible bathroom so no one uses the bathroom other than just to wash their hands and i have ocd so to me if someone else went in the bathroom and washed their hands To my crazy OCD brain, now the soap dispenser is dirty, so is the tap, which I'll have to touch right after washing my hands. So my hands have to touch the tap. That means the tap should be clean. So to make it clean, I wash the soap dispenser with soap, and then I wash the tap with soap. And now it's safe for my brain with contamination OCD to shut off the tap after washing and still feel like... Everything is clean enough for my hands to remain clean. Now, the problem is that during the day, because I share this bathroom with my mom and housekeeper that want to go in there and wash their hands, I never know when someone went in there to wash their hands. It's not like I'm watching the bathroom all day. And that to my OCD brain means I got to do this damn routine every damn time I go to the damn bathroom, meaning I got to clean the damn soap dispenser and the damn tap every damn time. And I'm mad, damn it. And okay, yeah, this doesn't always bother me. Because there are stretches of time, like months even, when when I've been here, that this hasn't even crossed my mind. I mean, I just go in the bathroom, I go through the motions, I clean whatever I need to and don't even think about it. But there are other times... I think about it even before I go into the bathroom and I get frustrated that I have to do this entire routine. I get frustrated with myself. I get frustrated with the fact that people go in there. And it's all because of my damn thoughts. And that's where the difference lies. And I started to ask myself, what is it that something that didn't bother me for so long, doesn't bother me on other days, can come and go and bother me at different times? What is it about that I'm focusing on that's causing me to do that? 
And then I heard some solutions in addition to this meditation that pointed to acceptance. And another puzzle piece that came from Tony Robbins' breakthrough challenge about problems. So I got to understand that the what that lies behind the answer to what's different on these days, the what that lies behind is that on some days I'm more accepting. So the what is that on days that I'm more bothered is that I'm not as accepting. And what I learned from Tony was that why I'm not accepting on those days. And that is because even from the logical understanding of knowing that I'm not accepting, what's missing is the why, the relationship with that understanding. That is with my mind looking at problems as a problem. So the reason that I'm not accepting, the why I'm not accepting, is because I look at problems as a problem itself. And this framing of problems that Tony shed light to is what's causing my reluctance in the first place, keeping me from actually being able to accept despite my knowledge. So the what that stands in the way of how I react on certain days is that I'm not accepting. The why I'm not accepting is because on those days I'm framing problems like they're a problem to have, like they're not just a natural part of life. Tony talks about how usually our response to problems is poor because of three main factors, all of which are rooted in the fundamental delusion. The root of it all is that we think it's a problem to have problems. We think we aren't supposed to have problems. And when we have problems, the three main factors, that is the why behind our poor response to them, is that we think problems are permanent. That's point number one. One factor is that we think problems are permanent. We think that they will last forever. And we respond with a dampened valor than otherwise possible from us. If we were just to shift our perspective... The second thing is that we feel problems are pervasive. We think a problem in one area represents that we have a problem in other areas. A failure in one means a failure in all and that there's something wrong with us. And a third main factor that causes our poor response to problems is that we make problems personal. We identify with the problem or failure as if it's a reflection of us. We start to tell a story about how it tells us something about who we are. We depend and attach too much meaning on the outcome of something to who we think we are as our identity. We make problems personal. We think that they're permanent. We feel that they're pervasive and we make them personal. And somewhere in the middle of these two things between acceptance and looking at problems in a different light, the reflection from the meditation and the added knowledge from Tony is where I found 
the shift needed for me to apply more acceptance from now the foundational understanding of what was getting in the way this entire time. And that is the question I ask myself in those moments when experiencing the problem. It's the answer to the why. The why is this happening to me? Why am I experiencing this problem? Why me? Why now? And when the answer comes back poorly from my mind because of a problem in my perception, it's usually because I'm assessing one or all three of these main factors of problems in a completely wrong way. My, my perspective is skewed. To, and to make the shift to audible and change the play into acceptance, I have to audit and ask myself why I'm causing myself to suffer more than I need to. Is it because I think I'm stuck in this permanently and I can't accept that? But can I soften that by realizing that everything is temporary? That there will be days I will look back at these days as the good old days. That when I get annoyed at my mother for caring too much, that there will be days where she will be too exhausted or too old or not around at all to ever be able to annoy me again. And that I should feel grateful for it because there is no permanence. And that I will look back at these very things and crave, yearn for with a deep sickening in my stomach and still have no way to ever return back to what I can accept and consider a joy right now, but instead am frustrated and disturbed by and feel trapped in. And can I soften that being trapped in thinking that it's permanent by this realization that it's not. And when I do, is when I feel that softening. Am I thinking of this problem as one that reflects other parts of me? Can I realize that an isolated issue in one area does not infect other parts of me? And then my confidence can remain firm and untouched by the shortcoming or vulnerability in another. Can I realize that my failing to hold up my responsibility in one area in my life and not being able to control the outcome of something in one area of my life does not mean that I'm now a total and utter failure by all measures. And lastly, do I then make all that personal? Am I compounding my poor response by then making it all about me and my ego and my image and my personhood and using the pressure of a problem as a trigger to reassess my self-worth when that isn't an appropriate trigger? And in this audit is where the potential for my shift lies. In the softening my eyes and lens that causes this misperception of problems. Thinking that problems are a problem 
and maybe, just maybe, begin the possibility of accepting things as they are. Maybe, just maybe, expending a little less unnecessary energy towards things I can't control. Finding the gratitude in them, and even the smallest way through the recognition of their temporary nature. And detaching, decoupling the other meanings I load onto them that rob me of joy. Maybe then I can audible to acceptance. And ultimately, I do believe that it isn't on the level of our personality that the shift needs to be made, but on the level of our character. I don't think I will ever arrive at a true feeling of acceptance through a shift in behavior or attitude. I think instead, it happens from leaning on a facet of character that may or may not be underdeveloped or underindexed. And that is courage. And that is the root from which the rot grows or the strength flows. It is the foundation of my character from which I approach problems in the first place. And if that can ultimately be done from the place deep inside me, deep inside myself that we all have, that innermost fortitude to brace any storm, if that can be done, if I can lean on that part of my character, if I can operate from that place of knowing of courage, then the moment becomes easier to accept despite the problem that the moment presents. And because the leaning on your courage provides the firmness to your back that inspires unshakable confidence and allows the moment to unfold without any attachment to any of your preferences towards good or bad because of that firmness in your back, because courage says the moment can present its problem in any way and I'm here for it, we can accept all that may come and not interfere with our own desires to grasp and only to grasp only for the good and block out the bad and frustrate ourselves when things don't match those desires. It is with courage, by way of leaning on our character, through which we can achieve the what, the acceptance, knowing the why we encounter resistance, which is the relationship and perception of problems, thinking that we shouldn't have problems, with the how to overcome, which is now the courage provided by the foundation and roots of our character. So what we need to achieve is acceptance. The why we are not able to achieve it is because of our relationship with problems. And the way and how we solve that is by leaning on the courage in our character. It comes down to the willingness to accept 
and welcome problems as perennial. Allowing them and accepting them and even giving them and inviting them their place to exist as a natural part of life. And I know I myself sometimes, in the midst of a problem, fantasize about times when there were less problems or the future when these current problems will seem small and minuscule. And it is here where I lose touch and what I'm reminding myself to accept. That problems are about as human as breathing and to expect a life without them. And to fail to accept this fact is to tie and commit myself to unnecessary suffering that can easily be avoided by a courageous, welcoming temperament. One that looks in the mirror and says to the world, says to problems, says to your own fear, says to your own aversion of the bad and ugly, despite what you're presented with, the voice inside you that says, come and get me. Is that all you got? I accept and I'm ready. I love you, family. See you on the next show.